Yeah, this uh, would we are you are you recording it, Mitch? Yeah, we're live. Cool. We're live on the air. Season two, episode three. Recovering the main, from the weekend. The yeah. yeah, that was great. I think that's a good uh, good jumping off point for this episode. Probably is just talking about the weekend as a whole, kind of like you know the pieces of housekeeping we've done in the past. Uh, killer weekend at the zoo. Uh, great place to go watch football if you're you're local to Maine. Um, great place to just destroy some beers too in the afternoon. Oh my God, yeah. We, me and Josh were drinking Kennedy Park Pilsners by like seven thirty in the morning. Mitch was Bird was saucing up Tully and Cokes all day. Yep, Mitch was, was Mitch was time. Mitch was drinking. Uh, Mitch was on his like third Tully and Coke by eight thirty. Handed me his keys right when we got there and was like, Pat, it's my turn to have a day. It was I, good. Uh, I usually do the the DDing for Pat, so I will say he he stepped in huge that day. I had to, I had to, but it's just um good to be like around people yeah. watching footy again. You know, the past like two years, it like had kind of started coming back last season with COVID restrictions going down, but just to be like in the thick of it, opening day in the Premier League, just like among yeah your mm-hmm. people. For an entire day, like honestly, couldn't get much better than that. I don't know about you guys, but that's just like you one feel of, a little bit like with the boys, like even if they're strangers, whatever. Like there was an old guy that came and sat next to us mm-hmm. that was like the coolest guy ever. He was the man that I forgot his name. I don't think he told me his I don't name think actually, he told but us, but he was uh, looked like he just ran beach to beacon. Yep, and he was just sitting down having a beer, watching the opening weekend of the Prem, and he kind of knew what was going on. Yeah, it was funny. He was uh, talking shit about Harry Maguire yeah. at one point to us. It was. It was funny. That guy was really cool. But like, I don't know, moments like that, we kind of it felt like we were like missing out on. Mm. And then having finally found this place local to us, so we can just like go to have relationships with people there. Like when Mitch, Mitch and I stopped in on Sunday too to watch the city game there, and we walked in and uh, Bird, the bartender who works there, his name is, uh, is Bird, and he he was just like, "Oh, you guys are back! Like wicked cool." He had uh, like a retro Blackburn. Jersey nice. on yeah, with so some under like pink under like training shorts and he was like that's fire classic football kits you know so just being able to like establish relationship with with people like that and just like find common ground yeah and the boys came through we had Taylor Mannix in the in yeah, the squad shout, shout out Gabe Hoffman Johnson yep a uh, bunch of people rolled through our friends and stuff so it was a good time a uh, bunch of different clubs were represented I saw some Southampton kits yep. Uh, a bunch of different teams around, and I I don't think the Portland Zoo is going to be the only place we kind of wander off to this season. To Absolutely watch not. Absolutely not. But I I think we're always going to have that first like yeah first girl girlfriend feeling with the zoo where mm. it's like we finally have a soccer bar mm. in Maine, like a mm. a proper place. Like we've had Rira. Josh and I would would go to Rira in college. Um, I didn't and, know that Gertie's was a Spurs bar. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's there's been like small club specific places where a few people gather, like Bissell and Spurs yeah. too. Yeah. But it's like it, this was a proper. They have flags for who the for the teams that are playing that day. They put them outside on the sidewalk. Mm. It's literally just shacks, picnic tables, beer, and like four TVs and four TVs. It's like so intimate mm. and it's such a really cool environment my favorite part obviously is the banter being able to just chat shit with people all weekend was so much mm. fun mm. seeing you know the different walks of life come in and just see 
how many different people love the game of football and come together on a weekend, wake up early, have a drink, and enjoy yeah. a match. It was really fun to see. And as, like, I guess being out in Minnesota and, like, doing the like the proper, like, Liverpool supporter club, I kind of got a little bit of that beforehand, but I could see this, like, really growing into something like that where, like, you're inviting, like, supporters from multiple clubs and doing giveaways, having, you know, the preseason parties or the Christmas parties yeah. together is, like, a whole group. Hell yeah, yeah. Like, a collective culture, and I think that's kind of what we're trying to, trying to do. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something where happy to be a part of and, and hope that we're part of the like continued growth for sure of that there um and hopefully hopefully too like i, I don't know we got some dms uh, about like syria and stuff too mm-hmm. you have plugs for any international football bars or there you know you want to watch you know premier liga or syria we're let we're us, let us know yeah well. we'll be there we'll be there i'd love to sit down at a bar with a bunch of people that are syria experts and watch yeah. Lazio Udinese for, on a following Sunday morning. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, I, last last quick thing for the zoo, just because it would be we'd be remiss to not do this, but just like official shout outs to Mark, yes. the owner of the zoo, for you know being gracious enough to like add us to their socials, like promote the fact that they were we were going to be there and really let us be a part of that growing culture shut so mark yeah. i hope you're listening to this and usl to portland as yep, well. yeah usl to portland shout out gabe really cool to get to finally chop it up with him a little bit so shout out to those guys shout out to taylor mannix being you know really dope having josh on the pod his not podcast his uh, radio show last yep. week to let josh kind of talk about it too so we'd be we would be remiss to not you know be given the the, the shout outs to those and guys there un, unbelievable soccer minds too like mm, yeah. they know the game they appreciate the game and they just they just love to talk about it and that is the i think the best part about everything that we got to experience this weekend literally just sitting at a table with new friends and enjoying a game that we all find familiar in a really cool setting yeah or yeah. enjoying your friend's pain you know like i was having fun Ta- taylor i like and I know we're going to talk about like the prime stuff after, but just like the feeling of me like ruining Everton season before it started. Cause on the podcast with, uh, with you, I talked about DCL possibly getting, getting injured. injured. It happened. And then Yeri, Mina and Ben Godfrey went down in the first like 20 minutes of the match. Uh, yeah, that's tough. How that's many, a tough one. How many times over under did he say, I hate Damari Gray? Uh, probably if it's, we're doing like over 10.5, I would say over. <laughs> about as many corners as yeah. we're taking in that game. He, he talked about hating Damari Gray. I mean, that's probably a good note to, to jump into this <laughs> yeah, weekend's the, the prem weekend's games. overall. We're not going to talk about all of them. Uh, it's not going to be like last year where we, we, you know, spent time with every single game, but there are a few. Yeah. I think we have to talk about. It. I think the two two most notable ones um, are a. It's probably Liverpool dropping points to Fulham. I don't think that's indicative of the season you'll have as a whole. You know, there are thirty seven more games in the season. There's, I, you know, like I was saying all last year too. Plenty of time for good teams to be good and bad teams to be bad. Yeah, you but, said City lost their first game too mm, last year. Yeah, it gets off to like it gets you guys off to a rocky start. But I also think it it might help you. In a way, I think you mentioned it last season, Josh, where I like Liverpool sometimes needed like a wake up call mm-hmm. in bigger games to get rolling, whether it was like a big chance, you know, missed against them or even a goal scored against them. Sometimes Liverpool looked like the, a much, much better team despite conceding the uh, the first goal yeah. at the start of that game. So 
you know, you drop two points at the start of the season, but ultimately it could spur you on to win your next 16. That's just like the type of team Liverpool are. So I wouldn't be too worried if I were you too. Trent kind of needs it too. Mm. Uh, and you kind of just saying this, this is the first time I've kind of thought about it, but I think Trent more than anyone like plays well off the back of a bad result. He does. He, he turns it around the most, I think out of everyone. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even saying that he went out and had a bad day. I think it was just like... That he did, though. He's he's at hand for one of the goals. He's at hand for one of the goals, but it wasn't like, like let's all point the finger that one moment no. cost us the game. Because on the other side of the coin, Luis Diaz had two unbelievable chances that were centimeters away from being goals. And it could yeah. have easily been a 3-2 game or a 4-2 game. Very, very easily. It's, a, it's a, on the same breath. I don't want to... Like, I was hard on Trent last year. For sure. I don't want to jump on him one game in. I think it's kind of a slow burn into what this new Liverpool identity is. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think we saw flashes of it. Were we mediocre for the first 55 minutes of that game? Absolutely. But once we started finding the buildup, finding the passes through the midfield, establishing ourselves that's when we were, were looking like Liverpool. That's when we were looking imperious. That's when we went out and grabbed two huge goals. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't necessarily think let's jump on Trent right out of the gate. I think he knows his mistake. We gave up a goal. He wasn't strong enough in the box on that Mitrovic header. But and I'm not saying that I either. I, th- I think... Yeah, I think the thing is that Trent knows he didn't have the best showing. Yeah, and it's something to inspect. I I would expect you know Trent to go on a burner of games here for like mm-hmm. for like ten. You saw it when Southgate dropped him. When it, when he does have that little flare up of like getting toasted, he goes on a run of games where he's pretty good. And, you know, my other takeaways from the match, I I guess obviously the penalty kind of sucks. Soft, uh, soft penalty, but. I was really impressed with Darwin Nunez. I yeah, think he looks good. He looks really good. I know the first uh, week of the show, I said Firmino might start the first eight, ten games. Uh, I think Darwin's probably a little bit more ready than I anticipated, and I'll eat my words on that. Um, I think it might be kind of a smart move to integrate him a little bit quicker with the, in the Premier League games, at least. I think you got to get him in there. Yeah. I think he looks very ready to play. He, I mean, um, to have the confidence to do that flick in your first twice. Premier League game. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Try it twice. I know. He's, um, he's he's looked very good off the bench. And I, I think you're right. I think we will see him in a starting 11 a lot sooner than, than you may have anticipated. Um, I just think he blended really, really well with our midfield. He gave them a different target to look at. Took a lot of the pressure off of the left side of the field and it opened things up. Um, maybe it, it is a little different if he starts a game and how, how his impact um, shows from the from the first whistle, but I was I was thoroughly A lot of chem with Mo already, too. Yeah, they looked mm-hmm. very, very, very strong together. Yeah. Like I, Pat said, not the end of the world, but no. uh, you move on from it. The Tiago injury is probably the worst thing to come out of that mm-hmm. game. Looks yeah, like he's that's out unfortunate. For six weeks, which is pretty That's tough. Pretty that's tough given the, the congestion. Yeah. At the start of the season, too, how important it feels like winning a, a every game mm-hmm. possible before the big World Cup break is going to be. Um, I think the other fixture that like we really need to talk about is Tottenham's four-one win over Southampton. Yeah, they looked, looked great. That those are those types of games. Those games against like the mid-table sides, where like you'd expect them to handily win, were the games last season where you kind of saw them like dropping points and you know 
failing mm-hmm. to win some of those games, not find the goals, et cetera, et cetera. Conte's system looks great. Fult the the wingbacks super involved in the game all 90 minutes. Kane's link-up play looked phenomenal. Sun looked dangerous. I'm super impressed with Sessegnon in, uh, in their first game of the season. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're the real deal this year. Emerson Royale had a great game, too. Yeah. They're, they, they look great. Kulisevsky, too. Just, that was a classy finish yeah, at the end. Super impressed with them. With, with playing season form. Yeah. With players like that, you like you expect great form out of Kulu, Son, Kane. I think what Conte really does well as a manager is like extracting like a lot like Klopp and Guardiola. Mm. He extracts the most talent out of like the mid to, to top players. Sessegnon looked like a different player. Mm-hmm. You know, Emerson Royale looked like a class yeah, fullback. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to watch this year, like how much he pulls out of those players who have been kind of like mid under previous managers. Mm. I was impressed with Basuma when he came when he came mm-hmm. on for that little cameo too. Um, I, I I think Tottenham are the real deal this year. Great goal from Ward Prowse. Mm. Yeah, it was a good goal from Ward Prowse. Uh, Josh, why don't you uh, tell the people, uh, you know, what you told me to do with him in fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I might have briefly told Pat to take him out of the team, but we'll get into that later and some FPL talk. We're still in fourth in the league, so it's fine. <laughs> um, the other, like, kind of notable results were Newcastle didn't win. No, did no, win. They didn't. Nottingham yeah, didn't Nottingham. win, sorry. Yeah. The game we touted as, like, the game of the weekend because it would be fun and mid-table looked pretty boring nottingham wasn't close they weren't on the pace at all they like did not look good leeds got a win the americans went out and did their thing arsenal um, started yeah. off strong clean arsenal. sheet they looked really good zinchenko looked phenomenal jesus did jesus things watching the game at the at the zoo was very funny because yeah. as a city fan i kind of know what to expect with jesus and there were like a couple opportunities where he was like at the top of the box and Instead of like trying to beat a defender or taking a shot, he passed it off, and a couple people were like, "Oh, why would you pass it there?" And I just remember being like, "Yeah, get used to it, guys." Yeah. So, but they they still looked really really strong. I'm still, you're not convinced by their def- defense. That's I, like I think your... Saliba was a, keeping mm. him and putting him in the starting lineup was a really smart move. I don't trust that defense if it's Gabriel and Ben White. But what I was gonna say was the place I was actually least convinced by Arsenal was their midfield. Oh, well, I was yeah. <laughs> really unimpressed with their midfield and their inability to get their midfielders involved when playing out of the back. There were a lot of times where the play was like one pass, two passes into the midfield, back out, and then a long ball. Mm. They, they really felt like they struggled to build up through the midfield. A lot of it had to do with um, redacted being afraid to get on the ball. Yeah. For the most part, and then having to build up strictly through Xhaka. So Xhaka that- and Xhaka's only a threat in the final twenty meters of the offensive third. Yeah. When he can hit a banger. The the rest of the eighty meters he's of the football pitch, he's a liability in possession. <laughs> he just shouldn't be there. Uh they see so, you know, they had uh, two midfielders that shouldn't have been on the pitch. Yes. Correct. Um for and those of you counting at home. Yeah. I, I mean outside of that too, I guess the only other notable thing is uh Holland only needs to score twenty eight more for me to be right. Yeah. A uh, really good showing. Yeah, he looks great. I'm, Him I'm, and De Bruyne are going to be just a... Lethal. Yeah. Lethal. I thought Grealish looked really good, too. That second goal was almost all Grealish. He pulled three defenders away for Holland to make that run through the middle. I liked Foden. Foden looked that good. That Rodri dribble move in oh the middle Oh, my gosh. Cheeky. He's best defensive midfielder in the world. They fucking love Rodri. Yeah, so that was class. Love uh, him so much. Can't really think of much else from the City game. It was a... Felt like West Ham could get into the game at points, mm. but you know, City were just they City those, took their chances. Those few minutes at the beginning of each half, and then they had like ten minutes mm. in the second half. I was telling Mitch at the bar that 
I would rather play West Ham the first game of the season and not like the 30th yeah, game of the season the at the London Stadium, I think. Like that game gave us a lot of trouble last season, but early season West Ham versus early season City, I felt a little nervous going into it, but you know, after the first like six or seven minutes of the game, I was pretty confident we were coming. First ten minutes, points. West Ham was were on you. Mm. There, there was a couple like close chances. Yeah. Antonio had a chance, I think. Yeah, after we we stemmed that early pressure, yeah. I was like, eh, the "Game's in the bag. We'll get one." It's going to be a death by a thousand cuts game. Yeah, Holland won a really good penalty. A little unfortunate that um that Fabianski went off injured. Hope it's nothing too serious, just mm. for for Wolves season, but. Good win on the penalty. Finally have a confident penalty taker. You know he's only missed uh, three penalties in his whole career? No, I didn't know that. I will say that was one of the classiest penalties I've seen in recent Mm, memory. Mm. Set the ball down right when the whistle blew. A full sprint up. You just reeked confidence. Mm. Uh, I'm not... He's a hard guy to root against. I love him. It's just a personality. He's it's so like, funny. I love Holland. He's this big blonde dude that you cannot miss. And yeah. You can't take your eyes off of him when he's on the ball. Everything he does is just... It's kind of like... you know, This is a weird analogy. Maybe it doesn't hit. But he's kind of like the Luka Doncic of... <laughs> That's like a good comparison. It's I like, like that. It's like this, this big dude comes from far away, plays funny game... Does good, but he's got that he, bit of a bit of grit, a bit of like, a, like shithead to him. He's got this know? like he's got this dog in him that people just don't necessarily like see because he's such a personality. And Holland just went out and did what he's done for two, three years he's, now. He's gonna score a lot of goals. Gives a great post game presser too. Yep, says shit twice. I love it. Goes, it I was a it. bit. It, I it hate a, that I love it. It. It, it was a bit shit. Watch the language. Oh shit. Sorry. You could tell he just really didn't want to be there, know. but love uh, to see him scoring in front of Alfie too. His dad, yeah, the celebrations cool. from his dad Left in the early. stand were cool. You know, he's only, he only need ah, Holland only needs one more goal to match his dad's goal tally for City. Uh, yeah, they were talking, uh, I love Peter Drury already on NBC. Yep. They were, I think it was um, Graham Lasso on the call with him. Yep. And Graham was just like shocked by the amount of stories because Peter was just rocking off stories of Alfie and like Alfie's talented city. And Graham was like, how do you know this? It was unreal. It was like watching like messy, like just talking, mm, you know? Great. Yeah. I can't wait for a full season of Peter. I think that's about it for man United losing to brain. Oh, was a big, yeah. Well, it wasn't I me. Mean. I mean, it wasn't like we talked about it and said it was going to be a close match, but to start the season off with the loss of uh, OT is a, Pretty big deal. Yeah, you know, not I, a great way for Ten Hag to start off his era. So Mitch and I watched that full game. I don't know. Did you watch yeah. most of it? I'm assuming too. Um, super, super average performance from Lissandro Martinez. I didn't see anything in him that he did at better than any United center back. Uh, I think McTominay Fred is the worst midfield partnership at, for any club in Europe's top six leagues. They're fucking abysmal. They're, They're all so the bad. The fact There's no link up between any of them. No. There's a photo of McTominay dribbling into open space at the top of Brighton's box. And how do I tell my children it ended with McTominay getting a yellow card? Yeah. You know what I mean? He, you he know stayed the on the pitch for 77 minutes with a yellow card. He's abysmal. Like McTominay is a not a good midfielder. He's just not a united quality no, midfielder. He never has been, too. I, 
we've saw it. He can years. have the, the passion, you know. He's a local guy, but at the puts end of the, the day, collar up when he. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I you know United fans went from you know this is gonna be the start of a a new era to I'm already seeing mm. uh, a walkout, uh, trying to get a walkout plan yes. for their next home game in the 70th minute. Uh, it's the Liverpool match. Yeah, yeah the second game. The second home game of yeah. the season, they're already trying to plan a walkout as a protest. We we making it fourteen nil consecutively. I hope so. I yeah, hope so. I mean, I was gonna say Salah already did that for him last yeah. season. So it, it, like watching that United game was a struggle. It was a, it was an absolute struggle. I did it. I feel I feel like I expected more going into it out of a ten. Oh, me set. too. I expected a um, lot more. I guess my biggest takeaway is Harry Maguire. Uh, slab head. Mm. He didn't do anything directly leading to a goal. I thought he was their best defender on the day, and that's saying something because like, I, you, you hear me say vile things yeah, about him normally. Yeah. I saw, I saw him push the ball and close down when he was supposed to. Like he, he's got a point to prove. He's got a point to prove. I think this season, and and I think he's feeling like cut. a little mm. refreshed. I think the last note on the United team was. I actually think they looked better when Ronaldo came on the pitch. They mm. did. It looked kind of like an Ole team, like an Ole performance. Yeah, they looked yesterday. Just didn't bad. look like Ten Hag. I I also question his subs. He, like I said, he he left McTominay on the pitch for seventy seven minutes yep. and then put three young players on in the ninetieth. And it's like that's when you're like fighting for that next goal, like to get you back in the game. Yeah, it's two one at that point, and they lost all momentum. It killed the game. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if. Ten Hogs looking at it as the season starts now and we have to fight for every point right now. I think it's rebuild. Figure it the fuck out Maybe, and, yeah. and move on. Because he's been there, what, three months now? You have three months to prepare with a new side. You have to earn their trust. And, and he's known to go for the younger players in the squad. Mm. They have promising youngsters like Hannibal... Um, Garnacho, Garnacho. There's there's Lestry. a lot of a lot of players on the fringe of this team, and if your veterans that you put in your starting lineup are going out and getting early yellow cards, making bad decisions, let them shoot themselves in the foot, and then take the hungry kids that are fighting and in, in training to to earn those spots. Yeah. Let them play. And you got to start the kids if that's going to. You got to take the Arteta it's approach. Going, it, but and it's start going the to kids. get to that. That this was week one. Mm, that's if fair. We, if we see them coming on this late, we're going to see younger players getting integrated into the side. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's that's three, fair. I think weeks. that's fair. Erickson had a couple good passes. Yeah, I thought Erickson actually looked good. I just don't think that he's going to get the ball Finishing. to him. Or yeah, and I just don't think the ball's going to get to him. It's like the like never did barely got on the ball. In the buildup, because again, Fred and McTominay are shit. Yeah. So, um, wrapping up the Premier League. Even though we just went on a, you know, off-season break, I'm still a little tired. I, I put in a lot of extra work last season, going over to going over to Italy, following the Serie A, and and really chasing Fiorentina throughout the year in their in their hopes for a top six. Coming out two points shy of a fresh new purple kit. Close. I'm still, dis- I'm still disappointed. I I can't do it. I literally I'm seething. Mm. So we're gonna send a correspondent elsewhere. We're gonna have a new segment this year. Take the load off of me. Let me uh, recuperate. Mm. 
uh, if you will, and we'll we'll send uh, we'll set o- send Pat over to Germany for uh, for his new segment this year. Yeah, so this is uh, going to be the Munchen Gladbach minute. I'm going to be a Borussia Munchen Gladbach honorary supporter for this season. We'll be uh, dipping our toes in the Bundesliga a little bit. I'm uh, I'm excited to watch the boys play. I really like Taram they have over there. I like Playa. I think they got a lot of fun forward talent. Um, their defense is pretty bad. They aren't particularly great. Um, I think they had like some of the most chances conceded in the Bundesliga last year. They finished uh, 10th, I believe, last year. So they weren't particularly great. I'm saying 8th this year. I think they can do it. They started the season off strong with a 3-1 win against Hoffenheim. Granted, they went 1-0 down despite being a man up since the 22nd minute. But they so came back and scored three. Narrowly in top half. They'll be an eighth. I think they'll be an eighth. Okay. That's where that's where I'm saying they're going this year. Gonna be a little improvement over last year. And I'm saying eighth. I think I think I feel good putting Munch and Gladbach in eighth, and I'm excited to send my talents over to Germany for the remainder of the season. I don't think they're gonna challenge for the title because that's a pretty uh Bayern Munich dominated lead. But if they can get a get a five one win over Bayern like they did last season, you know, it's uh it's a win for me. They have uh, some sweet jerseys. As they well. do. They have good kits. I might have to get a, get the away, the white one. Yeah. I might have to get myself the away strip just in honor of the guys this season. You know, the I like boys. the fit of the Puma kits as well. So I might just have to have to get myself one. They fit really nice for all of you out there. Not no sponsored, by the way. But if you need a, a good fitting jersey, if you're someone like me who's in between a medium and a large, large Puma kit, perfect. Yeah. Liverpool beat Monk and Gladback back in the '80s in one of their European cups. Way back when? Yep. What was that, like 81, Must 82? Must 81, maybe Rome. Yeah, Gladbach haven't won a title since the 60s, so. Yeah, they used to be a while. This year, you're, you're still, you're thinking it's not the year for them? No, I don't think it's ever going to be the year for any team in the Bundesliga until Bayern stops monopolizing the Bundesliga. Very good point. But, Just checking. Yeah. You know, outside of that, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll check in bi-weekly with a, with a report from Germany there and... We'll see how this season goes. I really hope they finish eighth. I uh, got faith in the lads. They got good kits and a, a fun striker. Yeah. We'll, good we'll point. see how it goes. I'm excited for the weekly updates and just... I, I think we also need to find like a Calcio with Julian, but for Germany. Mm. Just to to give us like a realistic expectation of how good they actually are and see if your take is crazy or Absolutely. not. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So any, any Bundesliga experts out there, yeah. hit us up. Come on the podcast and uh, tell me if I'm right or not about... Well, my prediction for Mönchengladbach finishing 8th. Absolutely fucking not. They're dog shit. You want to put a bet on it? We'll think of something. All right. We can't just be like, oh, every team that we pick and follow for a year and we (laughs) pick what what spot they finish gets a kit. Talk to you in two weeks about it. We'll We'll, figure out something. We'll come back bi-weekly and see if Mitch wants to put his money where his mouth is. There are also only 18 teams in the Bundesliga, so 8th place is barely top half. I'm yeah. seeing what the odds are right maybe, now for maybe, it. Maybe, I, maybe I need you took to... an easy one. Maybe you took the easy route to to a free piece of merch. I mean, you don't have to say yes if you don't want to. You're just oh, a coward. Was, you, you deserve something. Is it a kit? I don't know. Give me a, a Alessandro Playa bobblehead if they finish in the top half. <laughs> Do those exist? And they Is must. Like, are, are bobbleheads a thing in European football? Oh, they have the little football stars. Those little guys. But like bobbleheads. Yeah. 
I don't know if bobbleheads are. I don't know. I Mitchell. I got Mitchell a Firmino bobblehead for Christmas once. Oh, they sold. They used to sell those on the Liverpool store. Though. Yeah. So yeah. Pat, do you not know about this? Pat got me one for Christmas like three years ago, and I took it out of the box. And within fifteen seconds of me taking it out of the box, I knocked it off he, his coffee table and he broke it. it off the fucking coffee table. Saws the feet off. So, so Firmino yeah. is a hot glued to the stand now. That's no, not tough. even. He's just in the box. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like a pla- like a shrink wrap plastic case inside the box. So we just put him back in the plastic and just and kept him there. Him the yeah, he's he just, just hanging out. If you take him out, he loses his feet though. Yeah. Okay, so Pat's take officially there. sucks because <laughs> because Monk and Gladbach have the fourth best odds to win the Bundesliga aside from Bayern. Yo, they're behind. They're only behind Dortmund, Leipzig, and Leverkusen. Well, you can tell I did not do my research before do, pay, making that take. <laughs> Better odds to win the Bundesliga than the Europa League winners, Frankfurt. Am I allowed to rescind I saved, my pick? I just saved Mitch from buying Pat a jersey. Well, well no. Cause, like, do they have to finish where we say they're finishing? Or just within? I think within. Because if we're within, that's just absurd. All right, well, then I'll raise you this, having learned the, the new odds about right. the team I'm following. If they win the Bundesliga, you got to buy me a kit. If, if they, they dethrone if Bayern. If they win the Bundesliga. If they pull some Leicester bullshit this year and win the Bundesliga... I'll buy If they dethrone Bayern, deal. Perfect. I've got something to root for this season, fellas. And that was the Munchen Gladbach minute. Logistics. Speaking of logistics, let's talk about our fantasy Premier League. Where's my phone go? It's in my pocket here. Yep, we're not a logistics company at all. Give me a sec. We're in fourth place right now on 65 points, boys. We are. We'll be on 61 after our transfers go through because we made two transfers this weekend, not just the one free transfer. Oh, so you lose your points? Yeah, you have to spend your points to transfer in more than one player a week. Oh, damn. That's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it, though. So, last week, uh, our team did all right. So, my theory of having wingbacks that get you points or fullbacks that get you points generally works because Cancelo got us seven and Zinchenko got us 12. However, um, I didn't do my research well enough because Guayhi is a center back who scored an own goal. Uh, Trent did nothing for us and Digne also did nothing for us. So our defenders didn't do great. I picked a West Ham player who didn't start. Bruno was bad. Salah got us 24 points because we captained him, so he would have normally only gotten us 12. Uh, Jesus, you know, took his midseason or preseason form, did nothing with it, two points. Holland got us 13. Should have captained Holland, who would have gotten, you know, two more points, yeah. but is what it is there. Still a good return from the forward, good return from Salah. Our big money players in Holland and Salah came through with, and did what they were supposed to do, so that was good. I think Trent and Dino will have better weeks. Aston Villa play Everton at mm-hmm. Villa Park. I think with Everton's center back injuries, you'd think Dino would be able to whip in a couple assists yeah, for us. Good chance for that. And just a good chance to get clean sheet points too. Yeah. For that one there. And then Alexander Arnold should have a field day against Palace. Crystal Palace and bounce back from last yeah, week. What was he gonna be up against Nathaniel Klein or I'm not sure who their left no, back Nathaniel is. Nathaniel Klein will be on the opposite side yeah. of the pitch. The only only blinder we had this weekend, and uh, this is all Josh's fault was telling me to not start Ward-Prowse because he wouldn't get a touch in 
<laughs> against Tottenham, and then he scored the first goal of the game. So we left yeah, nine points on the What a hit, too. What a, the half volley ball hits the ground before it goes in the goal. We had, very, we had the golf club swing. The goal was very Lalana at Norwich-esque. Norwich. It was that same, you just get over the top of it, drill it into the ground, and it loops over the keeper. It was actually a really beautiful goal. Mm. Lalana had a fucking master class this weekend, too. Yeah, he, he was great. good. I won't be that mad at Josh, because even if we had gotten those nine points, we would be tied for third, so we'd still be where we are. Okay. So I'll allow it this time. Uh, so transfers that I went and just made for us. Yeah, this was a complete dictatorship. Yeah, I will be honest. They, no, I didn't ask them about this at all. I just kind of went and did it because, I don't know, I wanted to. If I'm wrong, you know what? One of you guys gets to pick them for next week. So the uh, the new team that we've got here, we had two transfers out. Uh, took out Guehi. I said, nah, we don't really, I don't think we need him in there. Got us negative points. That kind of goes against our our fullbacks or no backs mantra, mm-hmm. so to speak. Got Emerson Roy Allen there. I think it's he is going to be like a, a, a integral piece for Tottenham moving forward. I think the way Conte uses his wing backs, you know, was good. And then him only being $5 mm-hmm. was also good. Hopefully he can carry some of that game one form into the remainder of the season. But I, you know, I predict him to get few more assists maybe five or seven throughout the course of the season a couple yeah. goals too maybe so good just good showing i think tottenham will get a lot of clean sheets too uh and then we transferred ben rama out for a player we should have jumped on the train earlier yep. for in pascal gross yep this is the this is the move that i like more than anything else he's always in the goals like sneaky always in the goals mm, he's always yeah. he's definitely always around for Brighton. Him so. and like Leandro Trossard are just like the same player for me. They both mm. get a few goals here and there this you know. This and season. they're 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 pivotal. Like I was watching last year's like they I don't know if you guys saw the um the best goal scored every minute throughout the year compilation that the Premier oh, that's League did. Cool. But like was there one for every minute? Yeah. So every mm. minute that was played, they took the best goal that was scored in mm. every minute last year. And put it in in, nice. in order. So, like, there was a goal for every minute of the game, even uh, added time at the half and at the end of the game. Um, but Gross is out, was, had, like, three goals in the compilation. Like, yeah. mm. those, those, those players that play in the mid-to-low table teams score some fucking bangers yeah. at important uh, times. I, I think Gross being a player who's constantly involved for Brighton helps us get mm. the most out of him too being a midfielder that will score goals gets more points so I wonder if we could have our stats team look into a breakdown of players with the most goals but the least xg and also the worst match rating so cheap players overperform their XG. We're trying to moneyball the shit out of this FPL. Yeah, yeah we, we are. I'm, I'm putting you on that. FB put, ref. I'm putting you on that, Josh. Um, and then Jesus Holland, you know, stay on the side. WordPress stays. So I think this is the perfect opportunity live on the podcast. Who are we captaining for this game week? Who are we putting our money? Who are we putting our money on and saying they're worth double points this weekend? So Liverpool is Palace. Palace has a, a decent defense. I, I, they got an own goal in them, though. They do. That doesn't help <laughs> us. That doesn't help us at all. So, and you have Bournemouth, right? So you have Bournemouth. So it's between Solo and Holland right now. I'm leaning towards Holland. Why? 
I think he's got more goals in him. I think he's not going to stop scoring just because okay. it's the second game of the season. He looked confident. He looked good. I think the link-up with De Bruyne is already there. I think that Bournemouth defense isn't going to be able to handle him. I think Bournemouth, in, in the, to, you know, to play a devil's advocate for myself here, Bournemouth did look really good at the weekend, so... You could very well say that, you know, Salah's record against Crystal Palace and just at Anfield in general mm-hmm. warrants him a second captaincy, which, I, you know, I also wouldn't fight you on. So I, uh, I'll just throw it out there for the team. In 10 matches in the Premier League against Palace, he does have seven goals and six assists. So his record against Palace says we should captain Salah. Holland, relatively unproven, coming off of two goals, first game of the season, looking very confident against newly promoted Bournemouth, who looked decent. But They're City have shelled. a pretty good record against newly promoted sides. Yeah. And it's our first game at, at the Etihad, too. I think, I think the baseline pick should be a Holland. Like, it's the, it's the smarter move. It's in a City side against a worse opponent that is clearly going to be playing through Holland off of a big opening weekend. I think there's a much, much, much bigger room for overhead with Mo though. I think coming off of dropped points on the road, they're coming home for their first game at Anfield for the year. There's mm-hmm. going to be something different at Anfield. Right. And I I, I think you lose less by taking Holland, but you mm-hmm. have the potential to gain more by taking Mo, So if that makes I, sense. I'm I'm neutral here. I'm going Switzerland. I think we should start Salah in big games where the runs are going to be a little bit more congested. I think the games where Holland can really run in behind slow defenders, mm-hmm. I think we go with Holland. Yep. So I'll let you guys pick the captain because I picked last week. Who are we captain in this weekend? You want to? I'll vote Holland. I'll go Holland this week. Cool. All right. So captain Holland for this weekend. Like I said, I think Salah probably scores goals against like the Chelsea's and the Tottenham's. When we have like a tricky one, I see like a goal I... and two assists out of Salah this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I see like a big game, but I. Th- I like. I feel like we're gonna be let down more if we take Mo, looking at the potential of scoring more points. Where I feel like Holland's gonna go get a goal or two for sure. I can mm-hmm. see another brace. I can see another two goals easy out of Holland this weekend. Yeah, Bournemouth center backs aren't. I mean, who they they played Villa. You would think Villa would have scored a goal on them. It's kind of surprising, but we'll see. I That's think City still Villa in thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> Callback, bitch. All right. And uh, that was, that's talking FPL with us. Um, riding with Holland this weekend. Yeah, riding with Holland. So the uh, the team looks like this, just for a reminder before we completely get away from FPL. So we're going with the back five again, five fullbacks. Subject to change. Subject, that could be, sub- yeah, we could, you can maybe talk me into starting a Woyi or maybe Taiwo. 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 <laughs> Whatever, I can't say his last name. I just gotta start calling him Taiwo. So, I don't know. He's not starting for Nottingham, which gives me bad vibes. Ugh, he might need to get out then if he's not starting. But we can, or we can get Bruno in and play a four four two. Fernandez or Gimaresh? Gimaresh. Oh, and they have Brighton away. See, this is the war preps thing. He's gonna score a goal if I tell him not. If I tell you not to put him in. So out of but our five, that- out of our five fullbacks, we have. Trent, Digne, Cancelo, Zinchenko, Emerson. All fullbacks, I feel like, could have really high potential to get in the goals and get in the assists. Yeah. And then Salah, Gross, Ward-Prowse in the midfield. I like Southampton at home against Leeds this weekend. Oh, yeah. 
It's going to be an open game. I, so I just like you like Southampton. I just like Ward Prowse's chances of getting in the goals. I don't think that's yeah, going to be a, a, any. There's going to not be a nil like on that. either side of those teams. I love the idea of Ward Prowse running at Luke Ayling for for nine. I minutes. just think Ward Prowse has a good chance of getting in the goals in a, in a game like that. Yeah. Same thing with with Gross Newcastle at home. I think he's got a good chance. But but also you could you could that, convince yeah. me to swap Bruno in for him because of how bad Brighton are away from home. Or at home, sorry. I think they actually won their last two home games last year. Give them a little bit of momentum. Okay. I, I think Brighton looked really, really good last weekend. They definitely did. Yeah, they, so we'll keep them in. We'll keep them in the side. And then, you know, we, we could, we could, just hear me out, just hear me out. We could take out Salah for Kovacic. Oh, Shut your <laughs> fucking mouth. <laughs> Kovacic didn't even start last weekend. And no, he didn't. was talking FPL. We should have stopped while we were ahead. It was Jesus. jokes. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. I was, was thinking about captaining Salah. I'm clearly day. joking. Put Jorginho in next week. Oh, we could. So we could just pass the ball sideways instead of hit Sterling when he's making runs. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's yes. that's that's the FPL this weekend. I'm excited for excited for the weekend. Excited for Holland to score four goals. Yeah, went from two to four. What the hell? Nordic meat shield. He's just gonna bang in goals. You know, <laughs> only needs 28 more, and then I'm right. So I'm really rooting for him. 30 in the league is so outrageous. Needs 28 league goals, and Mönchengladbach need to get first in the Bundesliga, and it's a great year for me. But, like, okay, so 30, actually, the more I think about it, it's not as outrageous. His fitness, he doesn't have the best fitness record. No, no but he City can just sit him in games that don't but matter. But he also goes on these game tears where he'll score, like, 14 goals in three weeks. Yeah, his fitness was bad for Dortmund, and he still scored more goals, and he played games. But he shares. he's going to share the goals a little bit. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think don't that's going to so. be the case this year. I, okay. think, I think, just based off of week one, I guess my takeaway from putting Holland at captain over Salah is... I think we're going to play through the middle a lot more, too, now that we have a target man. City and Liverpool both picked up a target number nine that we're changing the way we really go forward at goal. I saw how different it looked when Nunez started getting fed a little bit more. Mm. We're going to be putting things toward the center of the field a lot more than the wings. I, see, I don't. I see. I see. I see a more. I think it balances out more at Liverpool because we lose Mane and now we're distributing it against Nunez, Salah, and Diaz. Diaz, we have a full season of, so it's going to look like a lot more balance. But I think City are going to be playing through Holland so much more. Yeah. And then you have the the goal, Rodri shooting at net. You have Bruyne. De Bruyne shooting shooting from thirty five yards out. He'll be there to clean up. What wasn't sure. being cleaned up to begin with? I, I, and he scores penalties. Really That's juicy, well hit penalties. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I think we've pretty much covered yeah. the, the yeah. FPL thing. Little little side tangent there. I think the last thing really is just like this weekend that kind of sucks in terms of who like, do you have? Good, we have Bournemouth. Oh yeah, you said that. My bad. We have Bournemouth. You guys have Palace. Like, there's not... I mean, there's, like, two in, interesting, in quotes, games. One of them is actually interesting. The other one has some potential. So, we'll do, the, we'll do the air quotes interesting first. Just, you know, get general thoughts on that one. Leicester Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. Smash them. 
You think so? I think this this is the uh, the breakout game for Arsenal. I think it's got some potential just because Leicester didn't look too bad in their opening game of the season, to be fair to them. I, I think people are... I think Arsenal will win. I, I need people to pump the brakes on the Arsenal fucking dick I think riding I think tour. they're good. I just think they're I'm good. I'm not riding their dick. No, I'm, I'm not I saying just, you are. I'm no, saying I, everybody. I just think... I think this is going to be a, a, a breakout game for them in a sense that... They weren't necessarily living up to the heightened potential of of the new signings, the excitement of all or nothing. Like people are aware of the situational situation at Arsenal, mm. so I think this is a really good matchup for them. New signings to really go out. They've they've gotten the first match jitters. Yep. I think this is going to be this is what we were doing this off season. Yeah. This is what we're this is what we're showing this season. Yeah, I so. think we'll, I think we'll see. I not will see, but I, I want to see this new Arsenal side play against a good team before I really give them the like full patio stamp of approval to have a great season. I have high expectations for them clearly from the season preview that we did, but I think before I'm like comfortable pushing that, I need to see them play a team that like people Presses. have picking in the top half. Yeah, because like. I'm still just not convinced. The mid, the I don't know the the beginning of the season. I was like, yeah, they look good. They look good. You know, preseason they look good. But like, I wasn't convinced by their midfield against Palace. So I don't I don't know how that midfield's gonna handle. You know, a Liverpool high press. They're gonna get wrecked. I don't know how they play through Chelsea's midfield. I don't I don't know how they play. I don't know how they play against Tottenham. Looking at how good Tottenham looked the first day of the season, I think City. Split them open. Yeah. Every counterattack. I don't. I don't see redacted and and Jaka doing anything. They're still ridiculously young too. Mm. Yeah. And like I mean, Odegaard's their captain. Yeah. And I'm. I'm not. I just don't know. They're. They don't sell me in certain positions. Ramsdale had a good first half. Was sloppy. Yeah. At best in the second half. Martinelli's been in the Premier League for three years now and's like really just started to kind of hit it. Mm. They just have like kind of players that I'm like. Uh, I mean, their two best players came from City, so. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think they've improved a lot on the left. And mm-hmm. They have a lot of players, too, that just like don't really make sense. Mm, that's fair. I mean, and then like just inverse, talk about the other side for a second, too. I think Leicester did look good in the opening game of the season. I was really impressed with yeah. Tailman's. Uh, I thought just their back four in general didn't look too bad. They were making a lot of nice combination play in the midfield. They looked threatening in the final third. Um, I, I, you know, Tealman's really stood out for me. Had a lot, a couple missed, oppor- couple opportunities to score some bangers. Yeah, playing too. for a transfer. Mm, yeah, for real <laughs> to Arsenal. Yeah, and then uh, the dude with the outrageously long name scored a really good goal too. Chowdhury? No, it's no. like a hyphenated last name. I don't remember off the top of my gotcha, head. Gotcha. Somebody not regularly in the sky. I yeah. don't think from you know this season to the last season of this. I know who you're talking about. Too, scored right? a very good goal. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna. I think that I think that's got potential to be a game. But the last time we said a game had potential to be a game, uh, yeah, it was a really sucked. bad game against uh, Nottingham and Newcastle. And then Tottenham Chelsea is the the game of the weekend. Yeah, I think Tottenham's gonna batter cut Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea did not impress me against Everton whatsoever. They had every single right to go out there and beat Everton for nothing. Mm. I don't think they didn't. Chelsea are positive enough moving the ball forward, and I don't know if that's like a bunch of new players thing or just a a Tuchel thing or a system thing but I think it's a combination of just coming off of yucky like 
just outside of football year, mm. make a lot of changes. You bring in players and you have a lot of like missed opportunities in the window. Like mm. all these targets that you're like, especially with Kunde, like having that swept out, like just a lot of yeah. stuff recently. I thought, I thought Chilwell looked good for them. Just first came back from injury, which was nice. I I thought that their forwards didn't have a position. It's three forwards that don't really know where they fit into a front three. Um, Mendy played well. Yeah, Mendy was. Mendy's Mendy stood on his head. Yeah, I was super. I don't know. I just don't think Jorginho is a particularly good midfielder, so I'm always going to be unimpressed with him. But I thought Sterling was making a lot of dangerous runs in behind, and no one was picking their head up and finding him. There was one run in particular where Jorginho, it was like play up from the back, play up to Jorginho, and like the, you can see the camera pan out so you can kind of see the whole final third. Sterling makes one of those runs, and in the city side, he would get picked out with. Yeah. Makes a run, you know, diagonal run, like across the back four into space, and Jorginho just kicks the ball sideways to Conte yeah. instead of picking his head up and just pinging one long for Sterling. So, Do you know who also needs to be exposed from Chelsea? Uh, player that plays out of position, scored in some really, really big games, so I do give him credit for that. Kai Havertz uh, needs to do something this year because mm. he has been a fraud in the Premier League. One of the Champions League, so I guess that makes up for it. But that's And I guess that where that comes from, but he's not an everyday starter in the Premier League for me. No, I don't particularly think he he's like a great one, player. He has one goal and two assists in like his last 30 games or something. Yeah, they just have forwards that don't score goals. We were talking to a guy at the zoo over the weekend just about Chelsea's forwards, and he was like, why did we sign Sterling? He doesn't fix our problem. He doesn't score us a bunch of goals. I don't yeah. think he brings that to the side. I think their front three as like a collective could score 25 this year. All three of them together, all three of their starters. I think personally they lost their biggest threat in Timo leaving, going back to Leipzig. Oh my god, he was so bad though. He, like Him and Lukaku are just... Abysmal, they're just not Premier League like, players, which in, I was surprising about Lukaku. In terms but, of yeah. the business they did to bring him in, that is a f- like 30 or 40 million 53 million. loss. Uh, like they sold him back for seventeen or eighteen million. Yeah, so it's like a yeah, yeah like yeah, forty was, million dollar like, loss. But he was touted as their their guy up front and mm-hmm. was the one to go out and make the answer to the calls when Mount wasn't showing up. When barely he was barely doing, the one like, to answer the calls. But that's the point. It's like left him on voicemail. Tuchel played a very <laughs> defensive game last year. <laughs> it exposes the. It exposes the problems that they didn't go out and, and fix. They did not fix their biggest issue. They didn't need 30 center backs. They didn't need Cucurella to play left center back, by the way. He came yeah. on and played center back for them. Um, well, they have, yeah, they have Chilwell. I just don't... I think people... I think that's why I got Chelsea in fifth this year. I do. I'm Honestly, right there with you. I'm just like, none of the players look like they really fit in the side that well. I wasn't even that impressed with Koulibaly, if we're being totally honest. He looked yeah. like, Silva was their best defender, I think. Yeah, I think he's going to stay their best defender, too. I thought Koulibaly looked fine. But I think they're getting pumped by Tottenham this week. And I think 3-1 Tottenham. Tottenham's offense looks serious. They look incredibly good. I don't see Chelsea or Tottenham, yeah, Chelsea's back five keeping up with the movement of Tottenham's forwards and... Conte and Tuchel, you know, are going to get into it. Oh yeah, on the sideline. I'm the antics of that are going to be top tier. I just, I also just don't think Chelsea's um, 
just like play in the final third is going to really threaten Spurs all too much. And then, you know, Southampton scored kind of a freak goal yeah, against fair. Spurs. And, and I mean, outside of that, they looked like incredibly solid. They were snuffing out chances. They were winning balls in the midfield that just didn't give Southampton any room to breathe. And Chelsea are a pretty slow build-up team. So I don't mm-hmm. see them troubling that Tottenham backline too, too much this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with 3-1. Tottenham. Tottenham until I die. Make that into an Amazon series. Ever again. <laughs> um, your the best most. Austin Farwell impersonation. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, dude, Farwell is gonna love me this season because I like Tottenham this year. So Tottenham he's gonna look like a fun team. They look, they look good. They look really, really good. I, any, anybody else got anything we need to cover today? Or no, I think I we just want to cover that we're going to be watching a lot of football at the zoo and at other local establishments this year. Yeah, I'm going to try to be somewhere at least once a weekend. Yeah. Watching ball. Josh has got uh, family stuff to attend to. So Yeah, making a trip up to Northern Maine. If he's your favorite member, if he's your favorite member of the podcast, don't come to the zoo this I weekend. Find a, I need to find a soccer bar up there. Maybe the Mai Tai in Caribou. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if, uh, if you like me and Mitch, if you listen to the main stand, you're like, man, I just love the sound of Mitchell's voice. Come to the main stand or come to the come to the zoo this weekend. We'll be there. I have one like off Premier League subject. Can I talk about it real quick? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, Harry Potter, you have the Order of the Phoenix. I just want, like, public recognition of being, like, the one who started the Order of the People Who Hate Barcelona. Before everyone kind of got on this bandwagon of not liking them, uh, I've been very not liking them for a long time. And I'm, I'm glad that their antics are being kind of displayed for the world to... The hate. Oh, yeah, I hate him. Yeah, Josh is just the OG whistleblower, and yeah. and the train is fine. I just want the, the credit. Track. I just want the credit. I'll give it to you. I th- I think I I can sit here and and say with with honesty that when the only reason I liked Barcelona was Lionel Messi, Josh would still waking up every morning hating Barcelona. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that used to have crazy La Liga arguments, but they're That's basically telling his take after piss. That might be a that where that might be a, a we got we had a new segment in the works called Kick Around where we just yeah. talk about life outside of football, and that might be a good one with when we you know we can do that you know. I'm surprised there's not like a video. Someone must have a video like Bass. I or think something. Bass has a video yeah. of us just of, needs to of me just yelling. Uh, how do you have an opinion on something you've Don't never watch. seen? Yeah. We we have so much incriminating like Snapchats and and video evidence of our of our football journeys. Like we've talked about the the four, the near miss bar fight in Portland with the uh, oh that's the a great one yeah. Um, we can talk about the jo- the Josh near learning what the, I... the, the bad term redact was. Redacted. redacted term was like there's. There's been some fun times learning the game with you two, and yeah, we got to get Bass on to talk about when he watched uh, Chelsea beat City in that Champions League final. I spilt uh, an entire Heineken. Were you guys in New York for that? No, we were up here. We were at a uh, some little in bar in in Portland, and I spilt an entire full Heineken on myself, <laughs> and I was already um, in my bag, so to speak, and pretty upset because City had conceded at that point. And I just took the bottle off the table and I just set it down in the puddle of beer 
on the floor underneath me and just left the empty Heineken and then walked up to the bar and bought a new one. Oh my god! So that we was, need to. We need kind of like me at the at the zoo this weekend uh, when we you guys flipped, flipped the, the table, yeah. picnic table. Flipped I dumped an entire table. drink on myself. That, that was, was a tough funny. look. That was a, just an awful way to start the morning. It was pretty I wa- funny. I wanted to yeah, Pat had run, hide, and die. That was good. I, I was so embarrassed because it was who was with me. Justin was it? Justin and no, it was me and no, Dana. It was you, it was you, you and Dana. And I couldn't remember if it was Dana. Justin and you. No, Justin wasn't even there yet. It was the like. 30th minute of the Liverpool game. Yeah, there was like that Liverpool was, had a chance and we all leaned back and it was the, the Diaz, it was yeah. the Diaz, it was off the, the Diaz at the, the bar. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Abysmal. All right, I think, look. I think it's time to let the people, let the let people go, go. Let people let them rest. get back to their days. Yeah, so thanks for, for tuning in, folks. That's that's all from us for episode three, three. Yes. Season, two, season two, episode three. Episode three. We'll see you at the zoo. We'll see you on YouTube. We'll see you on Apple Music, on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you uh, hit the goddamn like. subscribe button. Do it. Yeah. Do, Do the thing. Like the thing. We'll see you next We're week. Out.